You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. <laughs> I hardly know where to start tonight. <laughs> We've got so many great things for you here on the, on the Right Road, and our topic is going to be helping kids overcome anxiety. And the most interesting, and I think really the most telling thing about it, is that as I've been sharing kind of the pre-show promotion to let everybody know about this evening's show, as many educators and parents have been thanking me for addressing this topic for their own personal well-being, as they've been sharing appreciation for their children and students' sake, I just feel like anxiety can't even speak. I'm so excited. Anxiety is just, it's running rampant. And especially as educators, I think it's safe to say that we all know and really feel that. Uh, You know, I just, I think just the word anxiety conjures up a picture in each of our minds of all the stresses that are right at each of our doorsteps and at our kids' doorsteps. I've been so touched by all of your messages of thanks for addressing this topic. Um, One teacher yesterday even shared with me that anxiety is taking over her joy with her family and her students, and my heart just aches hearing that. So tonight, my extraordinary guest and I are going to focus on understanding anxiety and solutions, what to really do about it. I know this is a tough topic, but I'm really excited about the positivity help and real support that I believe will come out of this program tonight for our kids and for all of us. And... In addition to all the wonderful and helpful information we'll share together here, I also have my annual Paula's Favorite Things giveaways for you all. Since this is our annual holiday time December on the Right Road episode, I love each and every one of the gift opportunities I'll have for you this evening. And if you haven't already done so, you guys, start texting or messaging right now and invite any and all of your educator friends to tune in, especially those who may not yet be familiar with On the Right Road, because one of this evening's giveaways is going to include an opportunity for every U.S. educator who has never received a Right Road gift before to receive one just at the asking. I told you tonight was going to be filled with wonderful things. So welcome to each and every one of you. Happy, happy holidays. As always, I'm just so happy you're here with me this evening. And to start, I've got tonight's first awesome On the Right Road giveaway. And all the giveaways tonight are going to be based on two things. First of all, on big holiday fun and giving to you all. And second of all, they're going to be gifts that actually help with anxiety. I had so much fun planning all of tonight's giveaways, and I hope you'll love them (laughs) as much as I do. And note, you guys, that I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons because there's going to be so many. (laughs) So make sure to check for those big announcement posts. It's 
really important, you guys, that you know what to do if you're a recipient. We'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show to teachers at their home addresses. So nothing gets lost in the mail or closed school offices over the holiday break, okay? So if you're a recipient, you'll need to know how to respond so we know where to send your gift to you. Um, And we'll be getting all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers again at their home addresses by the end of this month. So they should arrive by early January, just in time for when you head back to school. So here's tonight's first awesome On the Right Road giveaway. It's open, of course, to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. First, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word. Here's how it works, especially for those of you who might be new to On the Right Road. Each each show, we have a code word. Tonight's code word is overcome. I was going to use the word anxiety, but I really wanted to put the positive twist on it. So tonight's code word is overcome. So what you're going to do, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, have it up and ready. Don't wait for the the giveaways to come up in your newsfeed because they don't always come up, you know, and there's so much going on in Facebook. So go right to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. And then as I announce each giveaway, it's going to pop right up there for you. Just refresh it each time I talk about one. This one isn't up yet because I haven't shared the whole thing. And then in addition to the giveaway details that are in the post, also type in tonight's code word overcome because that helps us know that you're listening and it officially enters you, okay? Plus, I'm going to do something new for the first time on the show. The first five to enter this giveaway with a complete entry comment will automatically receive a surprise gift. So here's tonight's first giveaway. It's a super helpful way to overcome anxiety, and that is through the use of tools. So for this first giveaway this evening, I have 20, count them, 20 wonderful, colorful, creative, fantastic sets of classroom fidget, or what I would actually call comfort tools. And they're also erasers. I love these gift sets. I handpicked all of the resources and put the sets together myself. Each has five kinds of comfort tools slash erasers, three kinds of which will be pictured in the giveaway post. You'll see the erasers all have edges that are perfect for sensory use, or your kids can just use them as erasers. So there will be 20 teacher recipients, and each will receive a wonderful jam packed gift pack. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type in tonight's code word overcome as part of your entry comment. This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And special thanks, you guys, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And you know this is just the first of the terrific Paula's Favorite Things giveaways I'll have throughout the show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, December 8th. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. So now, you guys, I am thrilled to introduce you all to my extraordinary guest this evening. Dr. Dawn Hebner is a clinical psychologist and parent coach specializing in the treatment of anxiety. She's the author of nine award-winning books for kids, including What to Do When You Worry Too Much, Something Bad Happened, and Outsmarting Worry. Dawn is routinely interviewed by major news outlets and gave an awesome TED Talk 
on rethinking anxiety that has been viewed over a half million times, which really speaks to her expertise and the real need for it. Dawn's work on anxiety has worldwide reach. To say that she's a sought-after expert is an understatement, and I am just thrilled and so thankful that she's made the time to be with us this evening. I'm absolutely honored to introduce you all to Dawn, Dr. Dawn Hebner. Welcome to On the Right Road, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I, your presence is just such a calming, <laughs> you know, even since I saw you on your TED Talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is going to be such a blessing. So I'm going to dive right in, Dawn. I have a million questions for you, literally. Um, and okay. first, before we get into the meat and potatoes tonight, um, so we all have a clear picture. Could you share with us what is the definition of anxiety? Yeah, so I distinguish anxiety from fear. Fear is about what is actually happening. We're afraid of a real and present danger. Okay. Anxiety is anticipatory. Anxiety is about what might happen or what could happen rather than what is happening. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, my gosh. That, that, um, I just had a light bulb go off. It puts mm-hmm. things in, in a clear picture for me. So now we all have stresses in our lives at different times. And I've actually found that some anxiety or stress can actually be good. It can be like a motivator that gets you moving to success. But a whole lot of anxiety is not the good kind. So I think it's very important to understand how do we distinguish between, and this word, you know, is in quotes big time, normal anxiety versus extreme anxiety or an anxiety disorder. How do we distinguish Right, so I often talk about anxiety with a lowercase a and anxiety with uppercase. And so lowercase anxiety or normal anxiety tends to be transient. And people who are feeling it can be supported by reassurance, by logic, by doing some problem solving, and by the passage of time. Uppercase anxiety or extreme anxiety, the kind that might meet criteria for an anxiety disorder, is different from that in that it's not transient. It really takes hold and it interferes big time. And interestingly, it's not what the anxiety is about. So two people can feel anxious about the same thing, and for one of them, it's kind of transient. It's not impacting them in a major way, and for someone else, it is causing significant difficulty. So it's not the content. It's sort of the process that happens around the anxiety that distinguishes the two. Wow. And yet it's it's so we the little bit that we talked before the show it's so interesting because all anxiety whether it's upper or lower case can kind of take away from life's joy and I think everything we share here tonight is going to be helpful for any level of anxiety you know any mm-hmm. of us our kids may be dealing with or or any that we as adults are dealing with so right. Dawn here's here's the start of the bigness of the questions tonight really When do we know if someone needs help? Are there signs that parents and teachers should watch for in their kids? And I guess we should say things that we should watch for in ourselves to know if we really need help with this. Yeah, so we really look for the extent to which the anxiety is interfering with normal functioning. So for children, that means, is the anxiety making it hard for them to go to school? Is it making it hard for them to eat in healthy ways or to sleep independently or to do a range of activities and be with their friends? Is it interfering with normal developmental functioning? And that's really the main criteria. 
And I think that parents have a really good sense of that, and teachers often have a good sense of it, too. You know, whether the anxiety is something that's temporary and a child just needs some extra support and then they're going to be okay, or if it's taken hold in a big way. And I encourage adults to kind of trust their gut about that because they're often right. They're often accurate about when help is needed. Well, and I think... To that point, I think it's so important for parents to listen to teachers when they have a gut feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. because so often it's like sometimes as parents, we don't want to admit that our child may have a, a difficulty. But the thing is, when we admit something, that's when we can do something about it. And like I shared earlier, I feel like something like anxiety can actually push you to greatness. But if it's not... um managed or or directed properly it can be overwhelming and like you said interfere with your life it can interfere with your greatness so i think all of us oh go ahead it will i was going to say that it's not the case that therapy is necessarily the first step that people need to take you know someone might identify that they need help or their child needs help there's a wealth of self-help information available there are excellent books for for parents for teachers for children so um, people don't necessarily have to go to a therapist which i think feels like a huge step to many people they can start kind of at lower levels with learning about um, skill building and about anxiety and what keeps it in place and then go to a professional if those initial self-help kinds of things don't seem to be enough. Well, and that's what I love about your books. And I, I'm the second half of the program tonight, I really want to dive into those tools because, oh my goodness, you provide such real helpful things in, in, in what you write. That, and, and I'm sure in all of your work, Dawn, that I just, I'm so excited to share with everybody. But I have a few more questions to help us really um, define a foundation here of anxiety. So the next question is... You know, anxiety really tends to be all around us in some ways in all of our lives, kids and adults alike, and it it has been throughout history. But for some reason, it feels like in the right here and now, we're seeing, I don't know, epic or maybe even epidemic proportions of it in our schools and our work and our communities and in our lives in general. Is there a reason for it for this? What is causing so much more, it seems like, stress and anxiety in people's lives today more than ever? I think there are a few answers to that question. One has to do with there's just more ambient anxiety around us. You know, there's divisiveness in the country, there's stress about our national situation and our world situation, and so people are feeling more anxious in a global or general kind of way. Right. And then I think also we have an expectation that things should come relatively easily to us and to our children, or we have this idea that our children should be happy and shouldn't have to struggle. And so people are kind of rushing in to fix things or take care of things for their children, and it's robbing them of the opportunity to build a skill set around coping, coping with uncertainty, coping with frustration, coping with distress, and I think that that's actually one of the reasons why more children are, are struggling with anxiety is that um, some of the ways that children used to uh, naturally practice managing right. anxiety, they're no longer needing to practice. Oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. It's the helicoptering 
parenting and all right. of that were yes oh my gosh so I, I I have a question here so that everybody's including myself can really get to know you more personally and the, so the question is why is this whole topic of anxiety and helping kids overcome it so on your heart Dawn so it's started with being the parent of an anxious child, and he's, he's now an adult, and he's doing very well, but when he was little, he struggled in major ways with anxiety, and I was a psychologist, but I hadn't been trained in pragmatic therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is what I do right now, and okay. I had no idea how to help him, and it turned out the things that I was doing were counterproductive, and wow. the things that many parents do are counterproductive. So we end up accommodating our anxious children because we're trying to help them not feel anxious. And accommodation helps in the moment but makes things worse in the long run. So I lived that, you know, trying desperately to help my anxious child and the things that I was doing were not helping. And it wasn't until I learned more about the approach to anxiety that I currently use that I was able to be more effective with my son, and it was utterly transformative, not only for him, but I also started incorporating the tools into my own clinical practice and into my own life personally as an anxious person myself. Um, and it was exciting for me to see how people could go from being really quite incapacitated by anxiety to living in much different ways. And so you're right that I do have a passion for this because I see yes. how transformative it can be. Oh my gosh. I, I oh I love this. I love this program tonight. I just feel like we're gonna help so many people with everything we're gonna share here. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it I think you just touched upon it, but I wanna make sure to understand what is the biggest mistake that parents and teachers of anxious kids can, you know, can make? Is it that trying to do everything for them like you just shared about, or is there more to it? Yeah, it's a little different from trying to do everything for them. It's accommodating the anxiety. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, in a well-intentioned way, we try to keep our children from feeling anxious. So, we over-reassure. We oh. foster avoidance. We try to take away stressors so that they don't feel nervous. And that's called accommodating. And research okay. has shown that 97% of parents of anxious children accommodate the anxiety. And they do wow. it from a place of absolute love. It comes right. from good intentions. But it doesn't help. It helps in the moment which is part of the reason we do it, because when we accommodate our children, when we, when we reassure, when we allow them to not go to that birthday party or we stay with them at soccer practice, we accommodate the anxiety, our kids calm down. But it's a trap. We get caught then in that accommodation. So the biggest mistake is accommodating. And it's difficult because we can't just suddenly stop all of the accommodation. That would be cruel, so right. the trick is learning how to support our children emotionally without accommodating the anxiety. And I, I'm sure that we're going to be talking more about that as we proceed. Yes, and I just had another light bulb moment. My son, when he was little, he was kind of glommed on to me. 
And, to, and I had no worry about it. I felt like he's going to find his place in his time where he will let go and fly. And I felt like it was my job as a parent to do exactly what you're saying uh, in, on the good side. And I remember this one time when he was in gymnastics class. I, you know, we were trying to find ways to help him come, come out of his shell and not have to be stuck to my hip. So this one time he was in there with his gymnastics teacher, Mr. Christer. Oh my gosh, this guy was awesome. Mm-hmm. And Micah didn't know it was like his third or fourth time there all the kids knew how to do somersaults Micah had no idea even what a somersault was and so Mr. Christer said okay everybody do your somersault Micah broke down he had a he had mm-hmm. crying bawling his eyes out and Mr. Christer gently said you know go talk to your mom and then when you're calm come back in here you know when you're ready so he came out and talked to me and I said okay Micah all you have to do is go Ask Mr. Christer how to do it, and he will help you. He will reassure you. You don't have to worry one bit. Dry your eyes. Take a deep breath, and I want you to go right back in there. Instead of saying, oh, you can stay with mommy. It's okay. You don't have to do it. And sure enough, he got right, you know, okay, mom, I can do this. He got back in there. He did his somersault, came out beaming. And I think that's what you're talking about here, right? Yes. Exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. It's, We're it's empowering our kids. kids in- vote of con- it's giving kids a vote of confidence yes. and helping yes. them to go out of their comfort zone, um, to be brave, to kind of face the thing that they're afraid of. That's hugely important. One of the things, additional things I wanted to say about accommodation is that something that's tricky for teachers is that often in school, accommodation is mandated. So... When children have been identified as having difficulty with anxiety, often there are plans put in place for children that accommodate the anxiety, and the teacher then has to follow those accommodations. But that's problematic because the accommodations keep anxiety stuck. And the mistake that we often make in schools is to have the accommodations be static, you know, to have it be that a child can go to the nurse whenever they say that they have a stomach ache or an anxious child or a child can, um, you know, have more time on tests or whatever. We start out doing accommodations and then that same accommodation stays in place rather than the accommodation being dynamic and progressive and moving a child towards more normal functioning. I see thousands of teachers nodding their head right now going, absolutely, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place on this. Oh my gosh, I think every district is going to need to listen to what, listen to this show tonight and also get in touch with you to do like training and stuff because this is, oh my gosh, light bulb moments are going off a million times a minute in my brain right now. This is the answer here. Okay, so Dawn, you have written nine amazing books. I've already read three of them. They're just so clearly laid out and so helpful in language It's that's real and helpful to kids and adults. And I was first introduced to you through um, your book, What to Do When You Worry Too Much. I saw a post about it on Facebook, and I've, I've got so many notes jotted in the margins here and so many questions for you. The first big note I jotted to ask from this particular book has to do with anxiety and genetics. Is there a genetic component to anxiety? And really coupled with that question is how do the genetic and environmental factors affect the overall anxiety level in someone's life? You know, do they work hand in hand, I guess, is the question. Is it a combination of both? 
Right. So there is a genetic component. It's not at all unusual for anxious children to have anxious parents. Um, Anxiety, there's a genetic predisposition to anxiety. And whether or not the anxiety gets fully expressed and becomes problematic depends in large part on learning. And the learning has two pieces to it. So that's the environment piece, right? There are two pieces to that. One is what's modeled for a child and how parents and other significant results are responding to the child when they're anxious. And the second learning component is the child's own experience. So if a child learns, when I get nervous, if I avoid the thing I'm nervous about, I feel better, that reinforces avoidance. So the child is learning from their own behavior as well. So right. it's almost always the case that there's some amount of genetic predisposition and then a learned piece to the anxiety. Wow, this is just fascinating. Another note that I jotted here, you, you presented a visual comparing anxiety to a gallon of milk. It was just so clear and powerful for me. Could you share that with everyone? Yeah, so that was actually talking about one of the techniques which has to do with the need to contain anxiety. And so the example is that we use containers in our lives all the time. We have boxes that we put tissues in and jugs that we put our milk in. We have, we have thousands of containers in our classrooms and in our homes to right. keep things organized and neat. And in a similar way, we need to create containers in our brains or else the anxiety kind of spills out into everything. And so some of the techniques that I try to teach children and parents have to do with ways to contain anxiety rather than paying attention to it and responding to it every moment that it pops into your head or rather than allowing anxiety to be fully in charge. We need to create containers. So instead of the gallon of milk spilling all over the floor constantly and right. constantly creating that mess, whether it's at home or in the classroom, again, I think teachers are nodding here, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. to put it in that compartment and then address, oh my right. gosh, this is awesome. Okay, so Dawn, right. I have so many more questions for you. And now that we've addressed the kind of the foundations of understanding anxiety, I really want to dive into how to help our kids and ourselves overcome it. So stay with me, okay, Dawn? First, I have another awesome Paula's Favorite Things giveaway for you, teachers. And this one actually is in your honor, Dawn. (laughs) I'm so excited to share it. (laughs) So you guys, this giveaway, you know it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. Um, And like I did for tonight's first giveaway, I think I'll do the same thing for all of them tonight. The first five to enter this giveaway with a complete entry comment will automatically receive a free surprise gift. Um, And here's the scoop, you guys. Dr. Dr. Dawn Hebner's books are incredible. They are beyond helpful for kids, parents, and teachers. And guess what? I have five copies of her awesome Outsmarting Worry book and 15 $10 Amazon gift cards so 15 more of you can buy one or any one of her nine books. So there will be 20 recipients and each one will receive an Outsmarting Worry book or a $10 Amazon gift card to purchase a book, one of Dawn's books. And I want to mention that while technically Dawn's books are kids' books, 
They are must-reads for every teacher and parent. If anxiety is at all an issue or concern, Dawn's books, like I've been saying tonight, they just provide such real answers for kids and adults. So I just encourage you all to check them out. And I want to, Dawn's last name, it's pronounced Hebner, but it's spelled H-U-E-B-N-E-R. So if you're going to Google them or look, go to her website, um, just be aware of how her name is spelled. So to enter for all of this giving fund that I just shared, the books and the Amazon gift cards, some of my favorite things, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. And this giveaway is actually going to pop up at um, 5.32 Pacific, 8.32 Eastern. So it's not going to be there right now. Just refresh it on, on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right at 5.32 and it'll pop right up there. Um Just follow those simple entry guidelines and remember to type tonight's code word overcome as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay, because that officially enters you, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And great big thanks to Dawn and her publisher, Jessica Kingsley Publishers, for donating the five copies of her books and to the amazing Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group for donating 10 of the Amazon gift cards to make this very special giveaway possible. Oh my gosh, Dawn, I, uh, I'm shaking here because I'm so excited. I, now looking at overcoming anxiety, you share that the first thing to do when you have a worry is to put it into words. Why is that so important and what does it do to help? So it's important for parents and kids to, and teachers to learn how to identify when worry is bothering them because that's the first step in kind of clicking into the additional skills that you're going to use. So okay. what to do to cope is different if you're feeling frustrated versus sad versus anxious. And so we want kids to learn how to identify that they're worried. And we as adults often need to um, help our kids learn how to recognize that because worry doesn't always look like worry, right? So sometimes worry can look like anger. Kids can get irritated or kids can start yelling about something when really they're worried about it. So we want to be helping kids to, you know, to, to sort of build emotional intelligence and to understand what it is that they're feeling so that they can do something adaptive about it. So putting it into words, does that mean speaking it out loud? Does that mean writing it? What is the best tool for, for all of us to do that, to make sure that we understand, to put it into words? So one of the techniques that I talk about is called externalizing anxiety, and that means okay. to um, imagine anxiety, imagine worry in a personified way, like it's a little creature separate from you. And it's a technique that works beautifully with children, but it's also one that teenagers and adults can use. Okay. And it's helpful to get to know what that worry looks like and feels like, how you know when it is that worry is talking to you or worry is bothering you, this kind of externalized um, image of a personified worry. And then parents and teachers can help their children to identify, it sounds like worry is scaring you right now, worry like, you know, worry bug or worry monster, um, to help children recognize what's happening for them in the moment 
possibly through this externalized view of worry. So you could have like a dozen different worry monsters. This one's called this, this one's called this, so, so that kids and parents and teachers all understand what, what specifically is happening at that moment. Is that, is, am I understanding that correctly? No. For one individual child, you would just call worry by one name. So it's Got not it. that the name of worry changes depending on what worry is about. Because it. it turns out that it doesn't really matter what the worry is about. Like and you said before, I, okay, got we, it. One of the places we often make a mistake is we get too involved in the content of anxiety when we should be paying more attention to the process of anxiety. And that's what you shared before, and now I'm connecting the dots on that. Oh, my gosh, that totally makes sense. So related right. to looking at tools and solutions for overcoming anxiety, um, First of all, how important, and you touched upon this before, but I want to allow you to just dive in a little deeper. How important is it for us as adults to project sort of an air, a vision of confidence that a child with anxiety can overcome it? We absolutely want to um, project that positivity that a child can overcome their anxiety, which is different from minimizing the anxiety. So we want to be supporting our children who are anxious, and support has two parts. The first part is acknowledging that they're suffering, acknowledging that they feel scared or they feel uncertain or they feel worried, and that's hard. We need to do that acknowledgement. And then the second piece has to do with encouragement or empowerment, And so we want to do both of those things. We don't want to just be cheerleaders for our children because that doesn't feel good to kids. It makes them feel discounted. We need to both acknowledge and encourage both of those things. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Now, Dawn, you have so many wonderful tools for kids and all of us to overcome anxiety. I love your thoughts on having worry time or talk time. What specifically is that, and how can it help overcome anxiety? So that's one of the containment strategies that um, I touched on when we talked about the the jug of milk example. Right. Um, Rather than a parent engaging with their child every time they start fretting about something or worrying about something, if a child has a repetitive worry, a parent might want or a teacher might want to create some specific talk time or worry time, and it's a designated amount of time that their worry is going to be talked about and a parent is either going to reassure or help a child problem solve and it's containing the anxiety. It's a method that's only appropriate when there's a repetitive worry. So an example might be, um, I'm trying to think of a school example, maybe a, a child in the classroom is very nervous that they might do the wrong thing, they might put their paper in the wrong place and so they're constantly asking their teacher about where the paper goes and they're kind of wanting affirmation that they're doing things the right way. And rather yes. than a teacher reassuring over and over and over again, a teacher might want to have one conversation with a child or for a young child, maybe one in the morning and one in the afternoon, where they're kind of addressing the worry questions rather than throughout the entire day. I love when that. When we so you can... anxiety, one yes. of the things that happens is that kids are, are forced to cope. So when they yeah. don't get their question answered or they don't get the reassurance right in the moment, they have to deal with their uncertainty, and that helps them build some skills. 
which is what we want. Well, and it and and it also reassures them, like you said, that we will talk about it. You're not. Right. Well, I'm not blowing you off here. Uh, you know. Right. There's, and and then the oh, I, this is perfect. I I can picture this in a classroom working. This is awesome. So now, what about talking back to worries? How does that work? And how does it you know help overcome anxiety? So that's building on this idea that we can externalize anxiety and imagine it like a little creature. And okay. so if we're seeing it as separate from ourselves, we can talk back to it, meaning we can um, tell worry, uh, you know, I'm not listening to you or you're not the boss of me. I'm not going <laughs> to let love you it. ruin this for me. We can talk back. And that's something that that parents and teachers can encourage children to do, and we can do that for our children. We can talk back to their worry for them to model the way that we do that. Oh, my gosh. I used to think that talking back meant telling worry, go away or leave me alone. And I no longer think that. Because okay. it turns out that when kids try to yell at their worry, like, leave me alone, they don't automatically feel better. So then they think, well, that didn't work. So instead, I'm encouraging children to talk back in a somewhat different way, more like telling worry, you're not the boss of this, or I know you're trying to trick me, but I don't believe you. So not yelling at it to go away, but in a more sort of um, stronger, empowered, I'm not going to listen to you kind of way. Like I'm the boss. You are not taking over. You're not the boss. I don't need to listen to you. Oh, I love this. Well, now another tool that you share that's wonderful is all about resetting your system. How can someone do that and how does it help with anxiety? So we have in our brain something called the amygdala, deep in our brain, and the amygdala is tasked with trolling for danger, for potential danger. And when the amygdala senses a possible danger, and the word possible is important, it sets off an alarm within our brain, and that triggers the fight-or-flight response, which is the, you know, kind of panicky response that we often feel when we get anxious. When the amygdala sets off an alarm, we lose access to our logical thinking, And so we often need to do a reset to calm our brain down and to get back to our capacity to think in logical ways. And that reset can happen in a variety of ways. It can happen by breathing. It can happen by mindfulness activities. It can happen by vigorous physical activity or doing something calming or relaxing. So there are lots of ways to do that reset. What we don't want to do is have a child get triggered, you know, have the amygdala alarm go off, and we as adults rush in to try to fix the problem while the child is still in that alarm state. We don't want to do that. We want to have kids learn how to calm down, which is what the reset is, and then move on to addressing whatever it is that sets them off to begin with. So the thing, it seems like the key thing here is finding the thing for each individual child or us as adults, the thing that works to reset that person's system. Right, and it's important to know that it's not as if you take a couple breaths and then you feel fine. Right. So, um, you know, it's a strategy that people need to commit to and children need support using. So, um, you know, if an adult just says, take a breath, that's not going to do anything. Somebody probably needs to breathe with a child or um, 
do a physical activity, a sensory activity with a child to help them to be able to come back down again. And it takes lots and lots and lots of repetition for kids to internalize this and be able to do it more independently. Well, and this is where parents and teachers can really work together, you know, to make sure that it's, it's... Right, that there's consistency yeah, happening on both ends. Oh my, and the, oh right. my gosh. Well, right. Dawn, is there a way to keep, to keep worries away in the first place before they take hold and then we need all of these tools? Do you know what I mean? Can we, can we work at anxiety from the other end of the spectrum and address it before it even happens? So I don't think there's a way to stop normal anxiety, nor do I think we want to. Because normal anxiety is kind of a signal that there's something we need to pay attention to. And as you said, it can be energizing or motivating. We don't want to stop normal anxiety. What we want to do is keep it from becoming problematic anxiety. And one of the main ways to do that is to not accommodate it. So we want to be not accommodating it as adults, and we want to be teaching children to move towards the things that are making them feel nervous rather than moving away from the things that are making them, the safe things that are making them feel nervous. Oh my gosh, this is, oh, this is enlightening. I think so many school districts, and I'm, I never like to say anything negative, but I think the approach is the opposite, like you shared earlier, of what it needs to be. And I think just hearing this all kind of laid out, it just makes so much sense. And I think it can solve so many of the challenges that that teachers are facing in the classroom and that schools are facing in their schools. So I I can't believe, I'd love to talk for five more hours on all of this. This is just incredible. Um, But the time is running short here, Dawn. Is there one final message? that you'd like to share with all of our amazing Right Road friends listening this evening? Yeah, it's that children are capable of learning a skill set, learning a set of techniques and using it with, with ample adult support, but they're capable of doing that. And then it's tremendously empowering. Kids feel so proud of themselves when they overcome worry. And so I very much encourage parents and teachers to invest the, the time to learn about this themselves and to teach children how to use the skills because it's just, it's transformative and it feels so good to kids. Well, and I feel like this program tonight, this hour has been transformative. I have learned so much uh, and I know that it's everything's going to be such a blessing for all of our listeners. Thank you so much, Dawn. I mean, you are a blessing to the world, to kids and to the whole educational community. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for caring about this and for inviting me. Well, and I feel like we've really just scratched the surface of this whole important topic. So everybody listening, please check out Dawn's award-winning books. They're all available on Amazon, and you can check out all the titles and so much more of everything Dawn has to offer on her website, and that's dawnhebnerphd.com. And again, her last name is spelled H-U-E-B-N-E-R. So just Google or look up 
www.donheber, I'm sorry, it sounds like Huber, phd.com. And oh my goodness, like I always want to make sure to do, I want to thank our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, and their wonderful support companies, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And reminder, everybody, to mark your calendars for Sunday, January 12th. That's our next live on the Right Road show date. Marcy and I are actually going to be back on the air together, sharing a very special episode on the parent perspective to education. I think that will be a blessing for everyone as well. And now, you guys, I have one of my huge bonus gift opportunities. One of my favorite gifts to put together for you all are our very special $100 school supply gift boxes. And I'm so excited to share that I have 12 of them to give this evening. Plus, I have two four-pack sets of jumbo post-it easel pads, teacher favorites. Plus, I have six scotch laminators. So if you have a preference, if you'd prefer the $100 gift box, if you'd prefer the easel pads, or if you'd prefer the scotch laminators, um, just let me know what you, you know, what your preference is. It doesn't mean that you'll necessarily receive that if you're a recipient, but I will do my best to match all the recipients with their gift choice. Plus, as I've been doing tonight, the first five to enter with a complete entry comment will automatically receive a surprise gift. This is one of my email gifts, and... Um, I'm sorry, we just had a little glitch in the audio, so Marcy was flagging me down, but I guess we're all back and running. So to enter for this awesome giveaway opportunity, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Again, that's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at rightroadkids.org. Jot the code word overcome in the subject line so I can see at a glance that you're entering. And then in the body of the email, jot your school, city, and state so we know that you're an educator and also in Include your home address since over the holidays, we're going to mail gifts to teachers at their home addresses, okay? And we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Wednesday. Again, I know I went really fast on all of this. For the $100 gift boxes, the Post-it Jumbo easel pads, and the Scotch laminators, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Jot overcome in the subject line, the code word, so I can see that you're entering. And then in the body of the email, jot your school, city, and state so we know you're an educator. And also include your home address because we're going to be mailing over the holidays to teachers' home addresses, okay? And you guys, drumroll. If you are a U.S. educator and you have never received a Right Road gift before through any of our Right Road giving opportunities on our Right Road uh, radio show, on the Right Road here, via our Right Road Kids Facebook page, via email response, or any other way, if you have never received a Right Road gift before, just jot never received Right Road gift as part of your email to me, and we will automatically send you a $25 school supply gift pack. I just really want to make sure you're all feeling the Right Road love and support, and huge thanks to Nair, to Seatsack, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And as I always like to do, you guys, I have a couple nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the week and into the rest of the school year. Number one, 
this is a biggie for me to say, but I have anxiety. Not nervousness, like with this radio show. I'm not nervous to do it. This is me and my element. I feel totally comfortable. And I've never really shared this with anyone before. But this topic tonight, I feel like it's, you know, with everything we're talking about, I feel like it's important that I share from my personal experience about it. My anxiety is something very personal to me, and it's kind of built into the framework of my being. And most of the time, it's actually, like I've shared throughout the show, it's a very positive thing for me. It fuels me. It fuels the fire in my heart and soul to make a difference in the world. It's like this energy. And I have to choose to focus it that way. But sometimes if I'm not really careful, it can start almost eating away at my spirit. And I can feel when it's happening. And when it is, I know that it's very important for me to take control of it so that it doesn't turn into kind of a depressive thing, which it can. Um, For me, I think the anxiety in part has to do with the crazy-paced environment of of our world. I, I have a hard time dealing with situations where everyone is zooming around, being short with each other, not really seeming to care, not even thinking about walking in someone else's shoes for a minute to see how they feel. It just does something to me when that's happening. It creates an anxiety, an upset in me. And there's a fine line between it being incredibly productive Versus it becoming a negative thing. Like I said, if focused in a good way, it can fuel an amazing fire to make even that much more of a difference and to help that much more in any way that I can. And for me, I've found that quiet time is something that is really important to help focus it. And having even just a few key people in my life that I can have real personal close relationships with. I'm not good or comfortable with small talk. So something that I really want to encourage because maybe others are in the same anxiety boat as me. So what I want to encourage, whether we're dealing with anxiety or just overall kindness in the world, asking questions to really connect with people instead of just asking, how are you today? You know, hearing fine and then being on your way. Really take a minute to really ask and let the person know that you really want to know and that you really care. I think a good part of what I'm sharing here relates to technology and also everything that Dawn shared tonight. You know, these things have made it so impersonal in our world. So much of of connections are impersonal now. And without having, you know, scientific data in front of me, I do believe that human interaction is a key thing in all of our lives, that human real connection. And we're missing that in so many ways now with how technology, it's just made it so easy to text instead of call to connect online instead of meeting face-to-face, and we're all suffering for it. It's causing anxiety in our lives, but I truly believe that each real, caring human interaction can combat that and make all the difference in the world in someone's life. And all this to say that I think it's just so important that we make time for real personal interactions with each other and with our kids. It's it's just, it's crucial and it's life-changing. And number two, my second nugget, is it's really related to what I, I just personally shared about my anxiety. I have found it very helpful to channel anxiety into taking action. And a great example happened just this past Tuesday, which was Giving Tuesday. And oh my goodness, it is so hard sometimes to connect about some things when, and again, I this relates to technology, when people are inundated with so much information that everything, it just becomes a blur. I knew 
because you all have shared with me that so many of you in our online Right Road community wanted to be of support on Giving Tuesday, but there were nine bazillion giving posts out there for Giving Tuesday, and ours literally got lost in the shuffle online. And, uh, you know, at first I felt a pang of stress about it, but instead of letting it get to me, I channeled my energy into finding a way to meet the fundraising goal instead of getting stuck in the stress. What I did was I created two additional posts from my heart and people responded. I didn't give up the goal. I found ways to make sure the message was heard and that turned a potential anxiety-filled situation into a constructive focus and success. And I think it's really important that we help our kids learn how to do that, to refocus anxiety into constructive focus and success. I hope that makes sense, you guys. And on that note, I, I just I hope with all my heart this is that this whole hour has been kind of an anxiety busting hour for you and that all of the information will be an ongoing blessing for you and the kids in your life. And I have one more wonderful anxiety busting on the Right Road giveaway for you all this evening. Remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons for the long lists of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you're a recipient, make sure to read the whole announcement post (laughs) so you know how to respond okay so this giveaway number three it's open to all educators in the u.s listening to on the right road right now and like i've been doing the first five to enter enter with a complete entry comment will automatically receive a surprise gift hold on to your hats you guys these are two of my new favorite things i have 10 mini paper shredders i posted about these a few weeks ago and the response was awesome they can be used as fantastic classroom tools where kids or teachers You can jot down your worries or concerns on a post-it note and literally shred the worries. Plus, I have 10 sets of the coolest scratch note sets. Sometimes just taking a few minutes to be creative or to jot a note of thanks or to scratch out a message or a piece of art with these beautiful, they're like black scratch cards that have wonderful, colorful message and pictures just waiting below the surface. It can totally shift a day around. I love these sets. They're my new favorite things. (laughs) Wait until you see them in the picture, you guys. So there will be 20 teacher recipients. 10 will receive a mini paper shredder and a pack of post-its, and 10 will receive a classroom set of scratch notes. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word OVERCOME as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's other giveaway entries, okay? That'll officially enter you. This one's going to pop right up at 5.56 p.m. Pacific, 8.56 Eastern. So just refresh the page right at that time. It'll pop right up there for you. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And mountains of thanks to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful and joy-filled life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. Once again, tons and tons and tons of thanks to Dr. Dawn Hebner for being my 
amazing guest here on The Right Road this evening. Huge thanks, as always, to Marcy for her awesome behind-the-scenes support. A million thanks to my amazing engineer, Aaron, and the Whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of The Right Road family. Blessings, love, light, and happy holidays to every single one of you. And in case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with family and friends, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free. I think this is an awesome episode to share with your students, parents, and your whole school community. And as I've been doing, I'll post the link to the show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here in case you missed any part of it or if you'd like to share it with any of your teacher friends, especially those who may have never received a Right Road gift before, that $25 gift pack for any and all teachers who have never received a Right Road gift opportunity will be open until 12 midnight Pacific time tonight. And you guys, watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun. Remember that our next live on the Right Road show will be here on the Voice America. Empowerment Channel on Sunday, January 12th. And in between our Live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, everybody, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, January 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your students the power and joy to overcome any worry and anxiety that may come your way. You've got this, you guys, and I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.